when I'm not drinking bourbon or writing blues songs, I listen to the Sean Geek Podcast over on seanmcginnity.ca, and you should too. Of my brother here. There's Hi there. Brother. There's my brother. <laughs> Todd. You, bud? Todd. Hey. Hey, how you how been? You, man? Todd, a minute ago, my name was Stracy. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh, a I chick's missed. name. I had a chick's name a minute ago. Stracy. She's my wife. Well, I didn't realize that her la- I'm on her laptop and I didn't realize yeah, <laughs> that I'm, her zoom her zoom thing is set up on this or I'm, some shit. Um so like b- before we officially get started or anything. I just want to say thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The dwarves have always been kind of like our Canadian band, you know, yeah, like I like that going out in the world. And it's like, but th- those guys are ours. Like, you know, there's yeah. kind of like a pride, you know, there's always like Helix and triumph and those guys, and those guys are great and everything, but like the dwarves were ours, you know, that's, that's what cool, kind of felt like to me. And so, that's another reason why I say I really love Winnipeg because like that's why i was so stunned when that crowd turned on me the maiden crowd we have a huge fan base in winnipeg we have a huge fan base in winnipeg i really don't think they even realized i was daryl dwarf they probably didn't I, they probably mm-hmm. didn't because uh, why would they put two and two together i mean i did a radio interview that day on your local radio there but i really don't think they put two and two together that that was me because we're we're loved in that town we were just out there with helix two years ago and sold out your casino there and our show was the best one of the night they loved us so yep. anyway yep. i i like like i said I, I, you know, i'm happy to hear that that you guys embraced us like that that's cool because there's a lot of great bands you could have turned to but oh man no the doors are something uh, because the, like the songs are, are were always different like they weren't i don't know but there's something about canadian rock that's always kind of positive it's not yeah uh, i know what you mean yeah i don't know it's just well, I don't know. We're, we're we're definitely a different we're definitely that underdog band with the the little man fighting syndrome yeah. kind of guy that's <laughs> oh, against the world rust orb exactly and, and it's it's awesome i mean it's, I love being in this band for that reason, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, right. it's been a fun ride because we're we are different, and and we're we just don't give a fuck, and we always get <laughs> fucked over. It seems like we're always getting <laughs> fucked over. I mean, the whole career, and we just don't care. And and we're like, look, man, you you like it or you don't. You take us or you don't. But the yep. lyrics, you know, I got to credit Russell on this. He's the band's lyricist. I'm like neil Peart was for rush or whatever but but russ's outlook is very you know fight for the little guy you know yeah. stand yeah. up and fight and life's good just have faith that's, that's why the dwarfs russ are is always yeah and that's what we're yep. about i mean yep. he's writing lyrics about how we live and how we feel like it's not when he writes songs he writes songs for me he writes songs for his lyrics you know, I can believe in the lyrics he writes. Yeah. I live that I live that way myself. So it's a cool story to kill a divorce. Forty years together, boys. 
Wow. I look pretty it's good eh, for a guy that's 85. I look all right, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, your, your hair isn't as nice as ours, but uh, we'll let that pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my wife's in the hair industry. I'm lucky that way. She kind of keeps yeah. me in line with the hair thing but uh the only reason yeah. my wife married me at being a hairdresser the only reason she married me is because she didn't have to do anything yeah there you go yeah uh, you're a low maintenance hair guy that's right. great yeah, awesome uh, she loves you that's yeah good. she does yeah uh, well so anyway so um i'm welcome to the sean geek and fast red podcast uh you got me sean geek we got Fast fret down there, that'd be Todd. And we got uh, Corey Geek, who's on here all the effing time, which is great. And today right. we got uh, Daryl Dwarf from the Killer Dwarves, from Auto Man, from uh, Sphinx. Yeah. A whole bunch of other days. stuff. Laidlaw, my other band that Nikki Six worked with me on that. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank you on. for having great. me. Sorry about, sorry about last week. We were supposed to do this last week, but I was just not up for it i was going through some some stuff medically and i just uh i'm fine i'm healthy as fuck i'm good oh trust but, me but i, I had some issues there last week i wasn't feeling so good so i'm feeling better now not covid related nothing <laughs> i'm ready good. to go on the monsters of rock cruise now i'm gonna be getting on a jet on tuesday and flying down to miami and god knows what the hell is gonna happen to us down there right <laughs> You guys, it's insane, dudes. Uh, you told me to carry the show, right? Am I carrying yeah, the show yeah, or you yeah, got yeah, a ton yeah, of questions? Because yeah. yeah. don't go give me that opportunity. That. I'm worse than Ted Nugent. Don't give me the opportunity. <laughs> you don't want to give me that opportunity. <laughs> no, I will say, though, about this cruise thing. I, like, we've been on seven of them now. <clears throat> this will be our seventh Monsters of Rock cruise. I love them to death. I love all the family, all Larry Moran, all these people that run this thing. It's top notch and it's all 80s metal and it's so cool. Uh, this is different this year, though. It's been a real pain in the ass, I'm sure, for Larry uh, to even put this cruise on. It's been canceled twice. Yep. This is, and this yep. time they said, we're not pulling out on this time. This is going down. We are not canceling. Everybody yep. figured it's going to get canceled a third time. You can just feel it. All the restrictions are in place right now, like in Toronto and everything. But no, it's a go. And we're a few days away from flying down there. And um, the only bummer is all the restrictions, guys, all the stuff we have to do. It's insane. Yeah. And we're the bands, too. We're doing the same thing the people, the fans have to do. There's no special band treatment here and then the fans are here on this cruise we're all on a boat together and we all have to go protocol with all of it together which means testing mainly yep the rapid right. test uh has been a pain in the ass i'll tell you i've had to i've had to download two apps to my phone one was a government app that is a border crossing thing that oh, I have to okay. deal with yeah. another mm -hmm. one was the actual cruise app itself now with royal caribbean they want you to have uh, download the app they 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 want you to do photos right on the app with their camera like your camera but they're attached to your cameras they know it's you uh, yeah. uh you have to put your pfizer or whatever vaccine you have you have to put those documents into the into your files on on the app they got it all they got everything wow. it's already pre-set up for even board i was wondering so, how that worked Cause, like because the, the last one the last cruise was what pre-COVID then, right? Yes. Okay, so this is your first one post or yes, middle of yes, 
and it's been a whole different ball game, completely different. And we're not on the damn boat yet. It, it's not happening until we actually walk on the boat because yeah, that's right. how I feel. I feel like we're not we're not on it till we're on it because sure. we have to test on Monday. And I'm bringing my wife and my daughter on this cruise because we Excellent. usually bring family. We all do because it's a nice vacation for everybody. Yeah. Right. And uh, they all have to get tested. So on Monday we have had to book a test. It's a rapid test. Yep. We have to go test. And I have to hope that the other members of my band and their families, whoever else is going, we all test negative. Because if, if any of us have this Omicron bullshit, uh, it's over. We're not going. And we're not replacing members. Like, let's say I, I have it. It's like yeah. they're not last minute going to call in like, you know, Fritz from Helix to do the gig, right? It's not going to happen. <laughs> it ain't happening that way. It's either the dwarfs or it's not the dwarfs. So we're a little bit nervous. I mean, everybody feels great. But I know people that have had this thing over 35 people that have had this new variant and half of them didn't even get sick yeah nothing yeah. they got nothing man half yeah. of them didn't get sick and My then wife's partner. The people, and then there's some people that had it that never got tested that had it that never knew they had it because they were hail and hearty right, right? like yeah. right asymptomatic yeah right so it's a bit of a gray weird area right now for a cruise and cruises are petri dish anyway you always get some crap when you leave a cruise you get sick yeah, of yeah. some kind of germs or something it's crazy washy washy they say yeah. you walk yeah. around the boat washy washy they're always spraying your damn hands with <laughs> pesticides <laughs> so how long is a cruise five days the cruise is five days yeah we go down yeah. into coco Cay. it's a it's an island that's a big theme park. And then we go to Cozumel as well. Two stops and then back to Miami. Wow. Yeah. So cool. how is, how is, uh, I guess the uh, COVID restrictions going to affect uh, the VIP uh, meet and greets? Oh. Well, great question. And in, and I was just going over the whole cruise over my itinerary. I, I finally got my itinerary and uh, oh i'm really excited to say we're playing the pool stage this year so nice. cool at eight o'clock at night on the first day on the sail away we get to play at eight o'clock at night just when the lights are coming up and everything it's yeah. like a prime gig like on the nice. pool stage the whole boat's on this there at that point so yeah we got the best slot we've ever had yet who are you sandwich between do you know who like uh who else is on that one uh we're not there's no conflict so there's a buck cherries on in, in the theater before us, but it's not conflicted. Nice. They play an hour before we do and all the sets are an hour long. So it's pretty cool. So there's no conflict this time. Uh, buck cherry plays before us. And I can't remember the other bands that are on that day. There's some surprise bands, guests and shit. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah. But I, I was just saying, I went over the itinerary and uh, uh, there's meet and greets and everything. They're doing it all. They're not going to rip the fans off. With so that. it's it's double vax, I guess, right? Probably to even go. Full right? vax. So okay. can't get on without it. Yeah, then that makes sense. Yeah, uh, and um, everybody's we were... and everybody's tested before they get on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, and, oh, and everybody's tested. Yeah, everybody's right. tested as well. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was well, saying. We got a test twenty four hours be, before. You can't be safer than that. Like you're doing. Everything. Not really, but apparently some of these damn cruises, there's still people getting it. Even after all those protocols, there's still 10, 20 people getting 
yeah. getting little outbreaks here when they're getting off the boat. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sick of this. I know you guys are too, but I'm just, yeah. I got triple vaxxed for fuck's sakes. I, I complied. I wear the mask. I did everything. Let's get yeah. back to rock and roll again. Let's get back to living yeah. our lives. This is over now. Let's stop this shit now. Yeah, that's why my... we got, that's why we got vaxxed. Yeah. I got my third shot actually today. Oh, good. Just Congratulations. a few hours ago. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not feeling great. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, I, I got, did you get Pfizer, Moderna? What'd you Pfizer. get? Pfizer. I got Pfizer three times and my third shot. Uh, I felt terrible for yeah. over a week. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Shit. Over a week. I felt like shit for my third shot. I don't know why. Cause the other two, I never noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Never thing. noticed it. I don't get that. I don't know. And my with kid, my third shot, I was gonna say my kids got their second shot today. They're uh, five and seven, so yeah. Marlo it. got my daughter. Marlo had to get hers, obviously, for the cruise. So we were lucky to get her about a month ago. She got her second shot. She got her second, sweet. Yeah, because it's got to be 14, 14 days before yep. you can't sail. Yep. So I was really nervous because oh. they weren't offering my daughter a shot, and and the second one and because they were waiting and mm -hmm. said well we got to get her the second shot it's got to be 14 days before we sail and and they booked her 15 days before she was going to sail oh, that, was, that, that was too close for me give them any reason <laughs> not to let you on and they'll do it yeah yep. oh yeah so we uh we were proactive we went to a vaccination site uh one of those malls big mall places yep. we just stood in line and got her in nice <laughs> Cause she nice. had a, like enough time had passed six yeah, weeks yeah. or whatever, but we had to be proactive or I wasn't really going to, I didn't <laughs> want to risk it, you know, 15 days before just right on the cusp of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The cruise itself, when you guys are on there, do you guys mingle with everyone or do you guys have uh, the bands kind of have a segregated area where they're kind of away from the fans? Like, do you, so you don't get mauled. Well, this is the this is the magic of the Monsters of Rock cruise, and I think that's why it's been so successful. It's because the bands actually do hang out with the fans. We do anyway, for sure. But we're always like, not everybody does, but we, the bands have their own areas to go where they don't have to be around fans, private restaurants and things like that, right? But okay. when you walk out onto the decks or go anywhere on the boat, you're subject to running into whoever. When you get on the elevator, you're on the same elevator that everybody's on. There's no VIP thing where you can go hide away. I mean, you could sit in your cabin the whole cruise and stay in your little bars, VIP bars, where we can go. But why do that? Like, I don't. I don't. Why? Why like agree that. to be right? Yeah. Why agree to be yeah. on a cruise with your fan base if you're not going to? What's a party? Give them some together. of your time. That's yeah. why they're on it. So yeah. it's really cool. Everybody I know is cool, like Master Pussycat and LA Guns and all this. They 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 hang out. They go out and walk around, sign autographs, meet people. They outside of their meet and greet, they're always visible. Everybody's a, we're visible. Almost everybody. I'm sure Alice Cooper won't be, you know. Yeah. Okay. But right. I mean, you know, but he might be once in a while. You know what I mean? You're on a boat, man. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. walk around. You got, if you want to sit in the sun, you got to go sit in the same sun that the fans are on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are you drinking there? Now I'm curious. Drinking a Heineken. Ah. Yeah, I didn't want to. I just put it in a glass because I've been on other podcasts slugging beers and it just, <laughs> uh, 
I know it's rock and roll, but it's kind of like mm. I'm not an alcoholic. I just, but I do like drinking <laughs> beers when yeah. I do an interview. Well, My yeah. first beer, boys, one. I've had one beer. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe it'll be more <laughs> by the time we're done. I was gonna have uh, I was gonna have a, a a drink there till the the COVID thing. It's like mm, maybe no, I'll really. Off. Well, here's how I look at it: if we're all stuck together in the Zoom crap now and we can't hang out with people, I mean, it's we can hang out now. It's starting to lighten up, but yep. we might as well be in our homes and just be relaxed when you're doing podcasts and interviews. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I I just so got into like- a groove of doing lots of interviews during the lockdowns real lockdowns or we weren't allowed to go out we weren't supposed to go out i said well you're going to be in my living room and i'm going to sit and have a few beers and chat with you guys and i find that's just relaxing comfortable doing interviews so yeah i used to record i used to record over there in todd's studio oh yeah that's where that's actually where we cut our cd was in that room there and like that's like that's the studio but ever since this covid stuff like i set up my own studio down here i got my own recording right. room here too when was the last time you came down to the studio two years ago <laughs> yeah it's been a couple yeah. of years probably yeah it's been well yeah we went through the same thing i didn't see russ for over a year and a half he lives two hours north of me and i didn't go see him at all i mean i didn't see anybody in the in the killer dwarfs for a year and a half if you can believe that we're in the same room at weren't in the same room at all it sucked it was ridiculous did you guys ever think of doing you know the bands that when they uh you saw like the four cameras and they're all playing together but they're all in different areas yeah did you guys ever think about doing something like that no we didn't but we could easy enough i guess but uh we i don't know what it is i mean you guys have have you you seen the killer horse live over the years i saw you in montreal Okay, well, if anybody that's really familiar with a Killer Dwarfs live show, it's it's hard to be the Killer Dwarfs on the screen. Right. We're just four dude. We're just four guys playing music. I mean, the Killer Dwarfs show is spontaneous and a comedy show too, right? It's part yeah. comedy, right? Russ you is guys, like when I saw you, you guys actually play off of each other. You're not okay. I'm on this side of the stage. I'm on this side of the stage, and this is my little, you know, my little cubicle. My, this is yeah. where I work and this, no, you guys are actually like having fun and jamming. Yeah. Together, it's really. a very interactive thing. Sometimes I come out and talk and it's just like, it's spontaneous. Some days I don't, some days I do. Some days Russ calls me out. Some days he doesn't. It's, it's just a very, I won't say loose. It's a very tight band, but it's, but it's spontaneous when it's, it's good for us because we're never bored because we don't know what's going to happen. And Russ is really funny and he's got this comedic Hilarious. side to him, right? Yeah. He, he could right. probably do stand up and be, do very well at it because oh, he's yeah. very witty with some of these things he comes up with. And damn, it's funny <laughs> as hell. So I don't know what given night he's going to be, what mood he's in. And, and there, and this, this wouldn't work for that. This yep. is just like, that's why I don't think we ever even entertain doing this kind of music geek thing four of us being musos it's not, yeah right i mean we're 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 great players i'll say that but we're not that muso band with the four of us ripping out for you guys you know what i mean yeah, yeah. watch us i just find the screen it's like let's watch these musos kick ass i don't like it <laughs> i don't well, I, I gotta say, there's a, like, there's a lot of organ. I don't know if it's organizations, but like, there's two minutes to late night. They were doing their bedroom covers series 
and they were doing it but the reason they were doing it was donate on their patreon give you know throw some money our way we're putting this together for you and they would bring in like the guys from mastodon and and oh, you know, right and all that but what they would do is all the money they made they would use to pay these artists that aren't getting paid right now so they were actually putting it together as a sort of a trust fund to pay musicians through covid so they could actually get paid because they couldn't do any shows and to me that was like wow that's fucking cool well that's a different that's thing do it and that is really cool that that's like that's almost like a charity for musicians kind of yeah. thing right yeah you know that's cool because there's no I like, like that. musicians union or anything like you know yeah not really you know so no, well, that's that a different good. that's a different angle and i think that's cool they did that yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that that's the right way for doing it so can i i, I gotta ask you a question this is just for me here but so i saw you guys in montreal i lived in montreal for a little bit and mm -hmm. you guys were on tour with skid row and pantera all right Oh, wow. You saw that? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> dude. I thought you saw us in a club or something. You no, saw us dude. at Verdun Auditorium. No, no. That was, so that was my last night of Montreal. And I actually flew, I was on a flight the next morning, moving back, moving to Winnipeg. And uh, I went there with my, my, my buddy, Tracy, and we went to see the show. And I hadn't seen the doors before, but I mean, I saw the videos. I heard all the albums, you know, like you're, you know, our, yeah. our Canadian band. Right. And I yeah. never heard of Pantera before. <laughs> before that night what a band a man. Row fan. Yeah. oh yeah what a band yeah so we'll get into that in a minute go ahead yeah but uh so the question i have like that is probably my favorite show like just everything the three bands how old evening. were you so that would have not been dating not dating yourself or no, I think that would have been 1990 i guess so i would have been uh you're like nine years old no, no, I'm fifty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you were in your you were in your like twenties, thirties. Yeah, yeah early twenties. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, that show like changed me because it reminded me that cool. as as rock bands are, they're going out there, they're bleeding, they're sweating on that stage, and they're giving their all. It's all about we're a real band, we're making real music, we're performing. It's all about the fans. And I saw that show. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what music's all about." So it it, it was a favorite all time show, which is why I wanted you on the show because that yeah. you know that changed everything for me. What was that tour like, like with those two bands? That's a good show. You that's a killer package for you to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no the, only, the only bummer about that was it was at the end of of metal, mm -hmm. if you remember. Mm -hmm. That was the tides were turning and changing. We just did method of the madness came out. Yep. We were at the end of a record deal with Epic and they didn't renew it and they signed Pearl jam. And then the grunge invasion happened and we all went yep. away. We all went away until 2001. So that was our swan song tour with Skid Row and Pantera. We, we never did another tour after that. Actually we did a bunch of club tours after that and went underground and, and went away is what happened so i guess so, you were touring on the uh, dirty weapons album no that was method of the madness with jerry tour oh no that's 93 or whatever it was 94 i don't know oh, shit. was it 90 well, around no, 93 because that particular show was 90 was 1990 and far was it? pantera's second album well, second album with like 
Anselmo and all those guys, like where they were doing the heavy sound post Cowboys from hell. That was, they just released it. And Skid Row had just released Slave to the Grind. Right. And we were touring Method of the Madness, though. Not Dirty Weapons. That was no, no, Mike. Was Mike was out of the band, and Jerry Finn, who's in the band That's now, right. yeah. was in the band. Yeah. So your timeline's a little off there. Yeah, I might be off there. It was around '92. I could Google it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, you so were at the you were at the damn show, and that is the tour. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we toured across Canada with that. And the cool thing is, well, how did you get that show though? Sebastian Box, friend of mine. I get a lot of good fortune by knowing the right people like Steve Harris. And <laughs> I don't know if you notice there's a theme here. They, yes. they seem to like me and they throw me on shows. Yeah. Literally Sebastian got us on that, that, that tour. Because like on a tour, like with their, their tour, like their, their second album debuts at number one, they're, you know, I mean, they were always the talk of the town, but like, Hey, we had, we debuted at number one. We sold a shit ton of copies. They could yeah. have asked anyone else. Like that's yeah, I know, but but we're one of the favorite. But think about it though, the Dwarfs were a pretty big band ourselves at that time, and we sure. just put out our third album on Epic Records. And Sebastian's a huge Dwarf fan, and so really? he said, "Absolutely, so he's been awesome. a friend for he's been a friend forever too. Yeah, he loves the Dwarfs. There's there's pictures of him in all the rock mags wearing our T-shirts from back then." Like in Metal Edge and all That's those hip parades, he's wearing dwarf shirts all the time, and those lots of them. Anyway, he's 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 a friend and a fan of the dwarves, but he's seen it as what a perfect package to sell out the arenas to help sell tickets. The dwarves already do their have their own fan base, and uh, it just made sense to him. So he went to Doc McGee, and Doc McGee knows the dwarves. Said, "Are they available? That'd be a great middle band." So we ended up doing a trade-off with Pantera because they hadn't broke yet. So we were opening some nights and they were opening some nights. Yep. Right. Skid Row headlined, but we would go on second or, or third. We would switch it up. And uh, Pantera was a cutting edge band that nobody had ever heard before really. And they were so different and so heavy and yeah. so great. And like, you could just feel the tides of rock changing. You know what I mean? Pantera yeah. was part of it too. They were part of it as well, and they things got heavier and darker, right? Oh yeah, with yeah. them. And then grunge came in, and they grunge was here, dark death metal and heavy thrash, and all this yep. was over here. All the hair, eighty stuff left and died, and uh, that's just how rock and roll rolls. You know, I'm sure I've been in it for forty years. I've survived four decades of playing in the killer dwarfs or and in other bands and i can tell you if you were born in the 60s or or if you're a 60s band coming up i'm sure they looked at the 70s stuff and said "Uh oh every decade things move and change i'm sure they felt the same way i felt when kurt cobain came along when KC and the Sunshine Band came along uh, in the 70s, yeah. you know, yeah. you know yeah. all these rock bands like Aerosmith and Kiss, they're going, we got to write a disco song, man. This shit's huge. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, it's, it's just, you got to roll with it, man. You got to figure it out. You got you got to roll with it. You, gotta, you know, Russ and I were smart, though. We, we did the right thing. We bowed out and just, we just bowed out and didn't say anything. We just said, let's just let's wait and see what what this is going to do this this Kurt Cobain guy could be here for a minute or he could be here for a decade who knows 
Yeah. Next thing you know, he's killing himself. So, I mean, I don't know. We, we kind of just waited it out. We just yeah. went and did other things. And I moved to California and I joined a band called Laidlaw. And I got very lucky and uh, Nikki Six signed the band. And next thing I know, I had good fortune again. And I was on tour with ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. You just fall into shit, man. You I was touring with Motley. I did like huge Swiss. tours with Motley Crue in, in 98, 99, 2000, 2001. So you just got to be patient. Don't panic. Yeah. In any business, yeah. man. I'm telling you, I'd be a business model guy telling you right now, don't panic. Don't, yep. don't. Don't freak out. Calm down. It's good. Things that are never, they're always moving. They're never going to be stuck and stay the same. And things evolve. There's always another door. It's another door that's going to open for you eventually. It's, it's, it, you're not going to be hanging in a fucking closet dead. Like, just relax. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's it's, true. And, and that's what, what we that's did. Deep. That's, that's what I did. I won't tell you what it was, wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't like a cakewalk. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, I mean, I was, I was sitting there with no gig at one point going, what am I going to do? You know, when the killer dwarfs lost their deal and Russ and I decided to just go away for a while. I was, I, I you know, I had to soul search and that's going to be in my next book, all that. Uh, I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. And I just threw fate to the wind and I jumped on a jet and, I went to LA because LA was where I had a lot of connections because of recording dwarf records with Andy Johns and all that. And there was this Southern rock band that wasn't flavor of the month at all. In any way, they were called moonshine. And the, the leader of the band was a friend of mine and he actually worked for our guitar player as a tech on one tour. And his name's Craig DeFalco. And he offered me a gig with their band. They were looking for a drummer. And I told them, well, I'm looking, for, I'm, I'm thinking of doing more money making things, so studio work and different things that I wanted to do. And I go, you know, Craig, we all know that starting a new band costs a lot of money. <laughs> it's usually out of your own pocket. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I, but I have, I have Doc McGee involved and I have a Nikki Six and I have all these people. And I go, come on, bro. I've heard this before, right? Yeah. So I kind of threw my trust in him because everybody's got somebody that's going to save yep. them. Oh yeah, but it took him a while. It took him four years, but he pulled it off, and he he convinced Nikki to sign the band, and uh, we did two records. Nikki produced one, and Brian Dobbs produced the other one that worked on Metallica's Black album. And I had a killer run with that band. It was so fun. We played all arenas and theaters. We did two huge Motley Crue tours, uh, you know. But it was at the time when No Doubt was a big band. Again, flavors, right? Flavors of right. music. We we were Leonard Skinner. We were like Skinner. We were the new Skinner. We big biker guys that look like Zach Wild. That's what yeah, yeah. Laidlaw looks like. They're big dudes, like six six guys with tattoos. Really cool looking <laughs> band. But it's Southern rock. Southern hard rock is what Laidlaw was, and the records just didn't take off. They they sold respective, but never even with Nikki behind it. It was on his label, Americoma. We got we we didn't get the radio airplay, right? We didn't get radio. We got great touring support and great fan support at the shows. We got encores. It was so cool. We were playing in front of eighteen thousand people a night, every night. But it came to an end because it didn't couldn't have a life after the tours because the fan base 
it didn't build a fan base because there was no radio. And what do you do, right? It yep, ran its right. course quick. You guys so that band was up, up and gone in four years. And Russ was calling me saying, let's get the band back together. We got a number one hit in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so I flew my ass back to Toronto in 2001 and we put it back together. We, were, we did that live uh, DVD yeah. reunion of scribes and, yep. yeah. and then we had another, right. We had, a, that, was just a giving, fun, that was a new find for me last week, by the way. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Oh, this is good. This is good. It's yeah. like, you know, you guys still sound fucking great. Thanks, man. So anyway, I was just getting you up to speed. I don't want to go too much more into it because I'm, I'm going to be writing about all this shit in my next book. Yeah. But yeah. that gets you up to speed with where we're at sort of now. Uh, we did 2001 to 2005. We toured North America. Uh, it was the lineup of Dirty Weapons. We put yep. it back together. Russ, myself, Mike Dwarf, and Ronbo. Yep. But again, the climate wasn't quite back. The, uh, yeah, the touring circuit, it wasn't back yet. 2001 to 2005, it was kind of slim pickings for shows. and We weren't seeing the kind of money we needed and to, to play our show the way we liked to. And so it kind of ran its course again. And then we went underground again. Uh, and that's when I put Auto Man together and Russ did some solo stuff. It had a band called Penny Black and he did his own solo thing, wireless record he did. Yep. And then uh, in 2013, that's when things were starting to feel good again for metal. And it was a retro classic rock kind of resurgence of 80s rock, right? And that's when yeah. Monsters of Rock Crew, that's when Monsters of Rock Crew started. And I really have to commend that cruise because it got all those bands on a boat together and launched a movement again from all those LA bands to us, to whatever. It all gave us a, a vehicle to travel on and get our shit together and get back touring again. And uh, that's what we've been doing ever since. So that's great news. We've been touring solid since 213. That's the longest run other than COVID fucking us over and yeah. shutting it down again. Yeah. We, that's the longest run we've had in a long time. And uh, now we know that we can do this on our own terms and that's what we're doing. And so there's no reason for us to stop again at all. Unless, nice? unless a goddamn pandemic shuts us all down for fuck's sake. Isn't that nice though? You, you guys like, I don't know. I, I feel like you guys never really sold out. You guys kind of did. No, we're the dwarfs. This is what we do. And it was your sound. It was like your songs. Like I, I know in the book you're talking about, there's a couple of songs that you guys were kind of forced to do, but I mean, yeah, well, there's never any forcing, but it, it's, it's like that we stand alone. It's not my favorite song. And it, it borderlines on being commercial for the killer dwarfs. And sure. It, it, nobody forced us to do it. They needed us to do it. They yeah. wanted that song. They wanted another song and you're under a bit of pressure to come well, up with something thankfully you came up with something that was better than like cherry pie right right i, I mean there's that don't get me wrong we stand alone a lot of fans love that song sure. i mean don't get me wrong it's just something that we have never got our heads around to play live we don't feel it in our hearts when we play the song we've tried to play it live and we look at each other like this this is not going together with union of pride and and keep the spirit alive and dirty weapons and last laugh and all these other tracks that go through the set 
it just it just doesn't seem to take off for us i don't know what it is you have to be us i guess yeah. but, no. you know no harm have, done go ahead okay i have a question um so the band pretty much started off almost as an indie band you know your first uh album was uh you on, know, Attic, almost on Attic records yeah indie label. yeah yep. yeah um would you guys be doing that again nowadays i mean nowadays you don't have to have a label. You don't have to have studio space. You do, you know, all your recording at home. Uh, is that something that the fans can't doing? Well, it's a great question because everybody's doing that. <laughs> it's not yeah. just us. That's where we're at now in, yeah. in the music industry. Like, think about it. Like, I mean, let's use Motley Crue even for example. They they formed Motley Records and long time ago, and and basically controlled their whole their whole catalog after that you know and and sort of we're doing that now as well so we we did sign a temporary deal though i don't know if you heard about this uh three years ago we signed a short temporary deal with uh the emp label yeah yeah, yeah. uh elfson uh, dave elfson yeah. right yep and we gave them some of our back catalog newer stuff so russ gave them the wireless solo record uh just for them to distribute right we gave them uh start at one which is our last actual recording that we we've done uh do you know the story about start at one the start at one record uh i do but i think uh for those that haven't read the book you could probably okay well i don't want to go we don't want to go long-winded about start at one my point to you is we recorded that record before the grunge thing hit yes and then we shelved yeah. the record because we yes. couldn't get anybody to sign it we shelved it and then we put it out in 2013 and toured behind it yep and it, so an old dwarf record came out and was heard by everybody it's so cool it's like it was frozen in time it's yeah. the last material we wrote after method of the madness it's cool and so it's like, pretty cool really cool yeah and so we gave them that record they have that for now but we all have it back now because the label is no longer now yeah and i don't really want to say why i think uh, no, we know why don't we <laughs> no <laughs> a little bit of a uh, yeah let's a <laughs> little bit of a yeah something that dave got stuck caught up in unfortunately feel bad formerly because he's actually a really nice guy and it kind of fucked him over pretty bad he got fired from megadeth and his label is gone so so we're we're okay with it because we just want our all our stuff back anyway and we okay, just want to because i was i wanted to ask about that because i'm like oh shit are you fucked with your stuff now or? no not at all no because because we we didn't sign anything away we just lent it like how do i how do i how can i put this properly uh it's kind of like lending them those records that they had control of them for a short time. Okay. Right. And then we get it back when they're like on a lease. Over. Yeah. It's like leasing them those albums. Yeah. And you guys put them out. You're going to get a cut. We're going to get a cut. You're going to market it. You're going to help us market stuff, get it out there. That's sort of what happened. So what about the early catalog though? Like what's, is that still tied up with the labels? The early catalog is all over the place. Uh, Attic Records, yep. that first album with Heavy Metal Breakdown, we never owned that from day one because we signed our publishing away to Attic and we knew what we were doing. We knew it was the wrong thing to do. But it would give you money for a video. We were a glorified bar band, bro. Yeah. <laughs> nobody was off nobody was offering us a record deal. Yeah. 
And for us to actually get a record deal, like I say in my book, the lawyer yeah. said, fucking sign. You guys, this is, they're giving you a rock video. Yeah. Something no one's ever yeah. heard of before. They're paying for it, dude. So we don't regret that move at all because no. that, that it did well for us. But that record, Addicts, is no longer. So Addicts sold off their catalog. So some, some label in Quebec owns that album. Really? The first one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we don't see any money from it. Nothing. They own it clean out. They put it out. It's out. You can find it on the internet. Yeah. So that's just to us. That's just a dead thing, you know. And uh, stand tall. We stand tall. Big deal. Dirty weapons. Method of the madness. Start at one. The live albums. All that is basically back in our hands now. Oh, really? Yep. So you've got Stan Tall back because you hinted at uh, something. Stan Tall's a, a sticky one, though. <laughs> okay. It's not totally back yet. And it's a, it's a bit of a sticky deal. Uh, Epic had owned it originally. We sold, sold it off to Epic kind of thing. So Epic, Epic had control of that record for the last 20 years or 30 years or whatever. And things have kind of been rolling back our way a little bit now. So we're, okay. we're not we're still negotiating a lot of stuff and it, it, but it's, it's good news though. I mean, it's good news. I mean, we're, we're not out of control of, of yeah. our catalog, you know, by any means. So, I mean, we have records, some of it's for sale on our website. You can get uh, everything but stand tall is for sale on there. Big deal. I think on killerdwarfsband.com or merch I didn't store. even realize you could buy it off your website. Cause I'm like, I was like, yeah, trying to source it out to see if there's a way to, yeah. to get it that, ha that happened about five years ago we got back some of them we got big deal and weapons uh method of the madness i think was being worked on still but those two are key big records big sure. deal and, and oh, weapons yeah. and, and we got we have they're on there for sale on killerdorseband.com as well as everything else except stand tall at the yeah moment. after we're done and, that's where i'm going yeah, check it out. I mean, okay, since COVID, things have been run down a bit. The stores, a lot of stuff hasn't been replenished yet. The company's in process of refilling all the orders and all that, right? Because during we shut down basically during COVID, so a lot of the merch sold off. And nobody, we didn't renew any of the stuff, right? So all that's coming back now because we're starting to tour again. So I, I'm not sure what's available. Stuff is there. Oh, look. There'll be stuff sold out, but there'll be stuff there. So have a look, man. Yeah. You can get that stuff on CD only, though. It's not yeah. on vinyl yet. Just CD. Okay. Yeah. Are you uh, planning on releasing any of your catalog uh, in that retro media? Because, I mean, cassettes are coming back. Vinyl's coming back. I mean, uh, ah. this is Boots is coming out on 8-track. Uh, Todd, so. cheers, buddy. I saw that. Hang on. Todd, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> sure, Sam. You with your rush shirt on, right on. Okay, sorry, Corey. Go ahead. <laughs> I just saw that. Well, I got a brother here having a drink with me. I'm gonna take a toast. Well, I've got my coffee. That's okay. That's okay. I like your I like your mug. Goofy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that one. Uh Corey, go ahead. Was it you who were asking me? Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. Okay. So I'm still answering it. Yeah. So that's the story about the catalog right now. And uh, it, it's kind of good news and it's only going to get better. I think it's only going to evolve. And uh, we are writing a new record. People have been at our, on all over us going, where's this new album? It, it's been a hard process to try to get it, get it done because of COVID really stopped it. But the process 
has been up and running for quite a while and we really just need to get our shit together and get in a room and and it's done <laughs> we're just having right. so much trouble procrastinating to get together to get this new record recorded <sighs> but, but it is, crew, it is there is going to be a new dwarf record this cruise I, is going to kick you in the ass it probably right? will i think i promise for fuck's sake there's going to be a new dwarf <laughs> record and I, awesome. I figure it's going to be end of this year. We'll actually get in a studio and start tracking. And you'll release it yourselves. We will. and it, But it'll be released like with full distribution. And it'll be released on iTunes. And it'll be released everywhere a major label would put it. Nice. It's going to be awesome. the same shit, different day. It'll just say dwarfs on it and not epic. <laughs> 